jazz. Well, it is the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. So I thought I would talk about my favorite Christmas gift, my least favorite Christmas gift, and share a story about my most embarrassing Christmas uh, mishap of all time. Um, yeah, so, and then I also um, posted on Snapchat, so the people that are in my more inner circle, I asked them what they wanted to hear, and a lot of them mistook it as me just asking for them to ask questions to me. Um, that's not what I wanted at all, so it was a little bit embarrassing for me. Uh, somebody asked me uh, what my favorite sex position is, and then a couple of people didn't believe me when I was like, no, man, like, it's spooning. It's like a spoon position, and the guy lays behind you, and you're laying in front of him, and the dick is in the vagina. And yeah, so uh, I said that I would talk about that. So anyways, without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Super excited getting super excited for Christmas myself. I am spending it single once again, which is great because Saskatchewan has limited the households to five with COVID regulations. And yeah, so here we go. So let's just start off with my most embarrassing Christmas moment uh, or memory, I guess. So I believe I was about 15 at the time. My brother was only about four maybe five years old, but he definitely wasn't old enough yet to have a good concept of like pre-opening gifts before Christmas. And those who know me personally will know that I'm very impatient and I don't like surprises. So I'll often wreck the surprise by like snooping around and stuff like that. Uh, As I've gotten older, I've gotten better at controlling that. But like for the most part, when I'm super excited about like getting something, I will try my best to like find out what it is. So this one year in particular, I really needed a new cell phone and I was really, really upset because my old phone was not working correctly and it was just like not very enjoyable for me. Um, My brother had wanted like a game console or something like that and um, there was this huge Christmas present underneath the Christmas tree. And when I'm talking huge, it was probably about, the box was about two feet by for, I would say like three and a half feet long. So in my mind, I thought that was a big box and they had tipped it up vertically. So it made it look like it was taller. Um, my parents uh, decided that they were going to go visit uh, some friends after we opened up a gift on Christmas Eve, which is tradition. So I was at home babysitting my brother, which is fine. I was sitting there and it was like this lockdown onto this Christmas present. Like I could not stop thinking about it. I was like, what's in the box? Like they must have hid my cell phone inside this box. Like I know I got a cell phone. If I, if I got a cell phone, then what I'll do is I'll just repackage everything with the cell phone and then it'll have all my contacts and it'll be ready to use. And like, it'll be a great Christmas because nobody will ever know nobody's home. They won't be home anytime soon. So I... I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, you can't. You can't unpackage the box. What happens if there's nothing in there? What happens if it's just a box and they knew that you were going to do this? Because years prior, I had actually found out what I was getting and then I ended up opening everybody's Christmas presents. Probably another story that I'll share um, if I haven't already. But anyways, so (laughs) I decide that I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to open the gift and I'm peeling it apart in my like living room. I wasn't very careful, like if I was gonna do it correctly, I should have taken a knife and cut it down and like repackaged using the same paper and yeah, I open it up. 
it's an air conditioner box. And I'm like, no, 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 fuck this shit. They've done this before. Well, they'll like stuff things and things. And yeah, there's no fucking way they got me an air conditioner. I'm 15. What 15 year old girl wants a fucking air conditioner? So I open up the box. Inside the box is an air conditioner. And I'm like, okay. So now I've opened the wrapping, I've opened the bat box, cut off the like packing straps and opened it and there's like an actual freaking air conditioner. And in my mind, it just wasn't clicking. Like I was like, no, like there's a cell phone in here. I know that it's in here. So I proceed to take off the plastic from the air conditioner. I remove all the cardboard from the inserts. I literally take a pair of pliers and I open up the air conditioner. Like I take this air conditioner apart as I'm taking it apart, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of effort. Like, I don't know who the fuck thought that this was a good idea storing my cell phone on the inside. Peel open the air conditioner. There isn't anything there. It is an air conditioner. So I'm sitting there. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, there's no way I'm going to have enough time to reconstruct this air conditioner. I'm just going to blame it all on my brother. So then I'm like, how do I get him involved? Because he is old enough to know, like, wrong from right. And he'll know that, like he's in trouble for no reason, right? So I have to make it make sense. So I'm like, hey, can you keep a secret? And he was like, sure. I was like, I'm gonna get in big shit for this, but I know what you're getting for Christmas. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. So if I tell you what you're getting for Christmas, you'll lie and say that you did this. And he was like, yeah, that's a sweet deal. Cause he was still young enough that he didn't know that it was like not that good of a, like, a deal. Um, <laughs> So I called my parents immediately. I'm like, oh my God, I was upstairs having a bath and I came downstairs and my big present that you guys had for me, James opened it and like, it's definitely all over like the kitchen and the living room and there's bolts and there's screws. Like he opened this air conditioner up and they're like, well, what would made him do that? And they like hang up on me immediately. So about 25 minutes later, uh, my parents stroll in. I'm trying to reassemble the, I did get the air conditioner back together. So basically I'm an engineer. Um, I should get an award for that. Um, but <laughs> they definitely caught me in the act and they knew that it wasn't my five-year-old brother. He definitely had no means of like opening it up or anything like that. So yeah, uh, that's my embarrassing Christmas story. Um, I did get a cell phone that year. I was not allowed to use it, obviously. Uh, I think I was grounded for about three months for pre-opening a gift and then lying. Uh, so at least my parents did teach me good morals. I mean, like, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it didn't really help with my Christmas obsession. I'm still a snooper. Now, as for my worst gifts, I don't believe I've ever, like, received a really bad gift. I mean, like, there's always the typical socks and, like, underwear that you don't really want, but then you actually end up needing now as an adult. So, you know, there's that. Um, this one time, my boyfriend at the time, probably the one that I dated for the longest, he did, it was our very first Christmas, we didn't spend it together, but we did do gifts. Um, I think that's actually been the only gift giving that I've ever done during Christmas. I just hate gifts. I hate doing them. Um, he gave me this awful, ugly sweater, and it was horrendous. I don't even remember why I hated it. I just remember that I hated it. So. Um, I was like talking to him. I was like, um, sorry, but like, I actually hate this sweater. It's trash. And he goes, oh, um, yeah, no, like it's, it's totally like fine. We can return it. My stepsister works there. So that was fine. Uh, I traded it in for a sweater that I literally never wear. I still have it. And I think I've worn it maybe like five or six times. And especially the fact that like we broke up, I just, for whatever reason, I'm uncomfortable wearing clothes. And if I could, I would prefer that people don't 
buy me clothes because I'm very like particular. Um, so yeah, just if you date me, don't buy me clothes. Okay, thank you. And then in retrospect to never having like a really bad gift, I don't really, I can't remember like my best gift. Um, I do know that it does pertain to that story that I was talking about where I had went down one Christmas and opened up everybody's gifts. Um, basically I got Hillary Duff tickets and at that time it was a big, big deal for me to like have them, the tickets. So <laughs> I guess in one way that was probably the best gift that I've gotten from like a family member. And then I don't really think any of my boyfriends have really wowed me with gifts. I know that my one ex bought me a necklace. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if that was for Valentine's Day. Honestly, I don't, I don't remember any like wow Christmas gifts. So, um, I just am thankful for spending time with family and, uh, I like being with my like sibling, uh, specifically just because it's that, like that time of family. And to be honest, when we like get older, I don't know how much time we're going to spend. So I'm very grateful for those moments, uh, with my mom and my stepdad and my brother. Um, I really appreciate the times that I see my uh, biological dad's parents and, uh, also my mom's parents as well. Um, I don't have my stepdad's parents around anymore, but she did make the best fucking brownies. So uh, I kind of regret not taking the time to go and learn how to make them because they were honestly the best fucking brownies. Um, with that though, I do, I just remembered that I do have a mug that my brother gave me. He was about three and they have like this village in the town that I'm from. Uh, that they set up and it's just like a bunch of dollar gifts and people uh, stuff that people have donated so it's basically like a garage sale uh, for unused gifts and uh, he bought me he he thought that I like penguins so he gave me a mug and uh, yeah that was actually really cute so I guess we'll, we'll say the penguin mug just for sentimental value I use it as a toothbrush holder but like it's still I, I still love it so so something else that they asked me to talk about was uh, first date ideas and then my favorite sex position. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into those things. Um, my first date ideas is something where I'm able to be able to uh, communicate. So like going out for drinks, uh, going for walks. I would like to. I would like to get to know you a little bit better. That's something that I've always just. I want to get to know the person before I start dating them. So or like continuing to see them. Like, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. And I definitely don't want to do this. Like, are we fucking, are we not fucking kind of thing? So that's just who I am. I'm cool with like going for drives. My perfect date idea that has never happened that I've wanted to happen since I was like 16 years old, got my license, fell in love with a like a cowboy. I wanted to take a truck out onto like a dirt road at night, have mosquito spray, have wine, and just like sit in the truck bed covered in a blanket and just like talk and look at the stars. And that's something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I've had guys like me say that to them and then them be like, yeah, like that'll happen. It has not happened. So, and think of how much kinkier it could be now too that I'm an adult lady. Like we could, we could fuck in the back of your truck friend. Anyways, um, then going forth and talking about like my favorite sex positions, I'm not very like complex. I like either straddling while he's in a sitting position, like on a couch on the end of the bed. I think it's hot. I also like fucking on random items, like household items. So like TV stands and like uh, kitchen islands, bathroom countertops kind of thing. So 
Uh, that's kind of more my thing. And I also said that I like the spooning position as well. It seems like minimum effort, but from that angle, you're actually able to pull yourself and move your hips. So it's basically like you're lazy riding a dick. It's basically the same thing. So, and that's why I like it also because the guy is able to reach over and touch you from behind. And I get very stimulated by like clit stimulation. So that really works for me. I find that that's my most successful way of like having an orgasm. So yeah, now you know. So another question that I was asked to talk about was my worst dates. I couldn't narrow it down between two of them. One of them I've told you before, one of them I haven't. I'm going to do the one that I haven't told you first just so that it's fresh. You guys can have fun with it. Um, basically what happened is I was introduced to this guy. This is two years ago as well, so pre-COVID. Uh, introduced to this guy by one of my close friends. We're going to call this guy N. Me and Anne had hung out a couple of times, and then I decided that, like, hey, I kind of want to get drunk with him, kind of want to see if, like, maybe I'm more bold enough to, like, make a move. Um, maybe I won't be, maybe I will be, but it'll be a good time regardless because we both enjoy each other's company sober. Like, why not get intoxicated? And then I get way more frisky when I'm intoxicated. So that was my method to my madness there. I decide that we are going to each be able to invite two people. I invite my old roommate and a coworker. He invites his roommate and his ex-wife uh, to karaoke, which neither me or him participate in. So there's that. That was really fun. Um, I show up there. I don't know that his ex-wife is coming. I'm telling my, like, my old roommate about him. He walks in first. Turns out that my old roommate and him used to work together at a steel fabrication place. So they have a lot to like. They're very confused on how they both know me. They're both like a little bit like alpha male kind of like vibes and I'm like oh god this is already not going well my coworker is like this is fucking weird I'm like this is fucking weird and then it gets weirder because his roommate comes with his ex-wife who is not technically his ex as she made it abundantly clear that evening so I immediately am like oh, okay this is a stressful situation like why is she here and then I'm like maybe she just wants to have fun maybe the relationship was fun like I don't know anything about it really than what my one friend has said and he really hasn't said that much so she begins to start flirting with him and touching him in front of me and he's like awkward but he's not like shutting it down so like that makes me very uncomfortable and then I kind of like start getting a little bit like territorial like I came there with a motive I'm gonna get like shit done and she gets uncomfortable by like me flirting with him so she goes off and she's on this date by the way presumably with a guy that I dated after so that's kind of funny <laughs> but anyways as the night goes on, me and him start talking, we start communicating, we start flirting. I'm on top of him making out in the chair. All of a sudden, his ex-wife comes back. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So we are still making out. We're doing, like, some soft touching at the table in front of her because that's how I like to mark my territory, men and women. I just like to be a little bit petty sometimes. And if you're going to be try to, like, try to be a cunt to me, like, he'd already told me that he wasn't interested in her. And he's kind of the type of guy that likes to fuck with people as well. So I get that. I also like to fuck with people. And if you think that you're going to like make it out above me, don't. It's never been that way. It will never be that way. So we're about to leave. Obviously, the night is over. We had a good time. Everything's great, except for his ex-wife. Um, by the way, I don't hate her. Just a real side clip because like she thinks still that I don't like her. And I do not mind her. It's just that she's petty as fuck and she's ridiculous. And she needs to shut the fuck up and move the fuck on. Anyways, going forward love to both of you. Um, she goes 
oh, thank God you're not going home with her. And I was just about to sit down into my ride home, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I run over to him. I jump on him, and I start making out with him. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to go home with you. Is that cool? And he, like, looks at her, looks at me, and just, like, throws me into the vehicle and then, like, closes the door. And then we were, like, dry humping in the car on the way home, which was really awkward because it was, like, definitely a coworker that drove us to his house. So that was fun. Um, we get to his house, we decide to sit down, we decide to have a beer, he makes me feel, like, pretty comfortable. I actually really didn't mind him, he was, like, a good guy. I could foresee, like, for sure see myself, like, having, like, a casual, like, fuck buddy relationship with him, if that puts it into perspective. Like, he's a very good-looking dude, and, except for his ears, his ears were really big. Anyways, so we're sitting on the couch, and I'm like, oh, I'm, like, so tired, I just want to recline the chair. So I go to push back the chair, and nothing happens so I'm like okay I'm too drunk for this shit I don't care and he's like yeah it's kind of fucky he gets up to go grab himself another drink because he spilt his he comes back and he like straddles me and we're making out and I'm leaning back in the chair because I'm like leaned up kissing him and all of a sudden the whole chair gives out his face comes crashing down smashes me in my nose everybody hears every bone in my nose like break so immediately, um, we become concerned. Uh, I see blood come up from his jaw, like his, um, chin. And I'm like, fuck, I'm bleeding everywhere. Uh, I kind of like push him off of me and then he's sitting there. He's like, oh my God, please don't cry. And I wasn't like, my eyes were tearing. Cause obviously when you fracture or break your nose, that's what happens. I've never done it before, but that's what I'm told. So I'm like, no, like, just let me stand up. And he keeps, like, holding me down on the couch. Like, he's not holding me, but I'm like, hey, dude, like, I need to get up and I need to, like, see what my face looks like. So I go into the bathroom. I'm bleeding everywhere. I'm, like, drunk, so I'm like, okay, man, like, you got to pop your nose back into place. Otherwise, you're going to have a fucked up nose and you're supposed to be your fucking old roommate's wedding date tomorrow and you're supposed to look hot as fuck and you're going to have a broken fucking nose. So then I start, like, getting a little bit upset with myself. I readjust my nose. I think I popped it pretty good into place. Like, it definitely made sounds, and it hurts still, like, when I touch it and, like, look at it certain ways. Um, I go to open the door to the bathroom to get out, and he's standing there with a napkin filled with ice. So he had just moved in, didn't have any Ziploc bags like a normal person, didn't have any keys like a normal person. His bed was on the fucking ground. And he goes, yeah, so this is all that I could do. I take it like you're probably not in the mood. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, honestly, I was. But now that you've asked, I feel obligated to be like, no, I'm not. So I was like, am I okay to just, like, stay? And he was like, yeah, sure. So then we ended up just, like, cuddling while I had, like, a bag of, like, wet paper towel. Or, sorry, not a bag, but, like, just a mush pile of paper towel stuffed to my nose. And I wake up in the morning, my nose is, like, three times the size that it normally is. And I'm like, oh, fuck. My whole head hurts. I feel like I've been hungover. I feel like I got hit by a bus. So I don't know if that's karma for going home with a married man or, like, what. And, like, little quick side note before I start my second story, which a lot of people have reheard. He was getting divorced so it hadn't been finalized yet they had already discussed it so honestly not sure why they were so buddy buddy I think that they had issues when they were actually separating but I think there was a lot of like yeah anyways they were like friends who had previously been married so it was in my mind it was fucky but like in reality it wasn't it was still fucky I'm not gonna lie and then second thing is is that like he was really really awesome about like not trying to hook up with me I did go to the wedding the next day my nose was swollen everybody was like what the fuck I was like I need drinks it was a supposed to be a loony bar but honestly they just felt so sorry for my nose being so swollen that they just kept giving me drinks for free so that was excellent um going for forward 
And now to my horrible date story number two, which is actually the top worst date that I've ever been on. Um, it goes back to two years ago again, was speed Tinder dating, came across this guy who seemed like he was going to be all right. He um, somehow slipped through my Tinder cracks. I get drunk sometimes and I swipe and I probably shouldn't and that's my own fault. So um, fuck me. Anyways, uh, somehow gets onto my Snapchat, doesn't send me very many snaps. I don't know what he looks like. He does ask to hang out. He says that he's drinking sangria. He's not drinking it out of a wine glass. I'm like, that's the wrong way to drink sangria. We make plans to go to like some place that sells sangria. We end up going to Boston Pizza of all places, so not very romantic right off the get-go. Um, he did ask me to pick the place, and I was just like, I don't want him to spend a bunch of money on me. That's just who I am. He seems like a nice guy. I end up running late to the date that we have scheduled. Um, I end up running late because work was stupid and chaotic and the traffic was stupid and chaotic, so that sucked. But I texted him, I told him that I was running a little bit late, I was about 10 minutes late. I show up and there's a pitcher of sangria already sitting on the table. Now, this may not seem like a huge deal to most people, but to me, to me it is. Like, if we were to go out on a date, and I'm late, and you want to order a drink, like, order me a drink too. I'm not going to be, like, four hours late, like, whatever. So I walk up, there's a pitcher of red sangria on the table, and I'm like, first of all, I don't like red sangria, but in my mind, I'm like, Jasmine, you're a fucking alcoholic, you're fine, just drink the sangria. I like the white sangria from Boston Pizza, just in case I, if anybody's ever wanting to take me there on a sangria date. Um, so yeah, uh, don't like red sangria there. Sit down, I'm like, hi, I'm Jazz. He's like, hi, I'm, and we're going to call him Evil Einstein. And I look at him and I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> yes you are. He obviously didn't call himself Evil Einstein. Just to paint a picture though, he looked like Einstein, but like if it blew up and it was all dark, like his hair was jet black. So like an explosion basically, but like Evil Einstein to put it into perspective. And that's all fine. We start talking and he starts telling me about like what he's got going on. I tell him why I was late from work and like all of that fun stuff. He immediately starts going into the line of work that I uh, work in. And he starts talking about what he's doing with his dad and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, I don't want to solve your problems. Like, I just got done solving my own, like, work shit. Like, I had a bad day. Please, like, revert the topic to somebody, something else. Like, maybe your family or, like, how many siblings or how many places you move. Like, anything except for that topic. I don't want to talk about it. He does for about five minutes. I get up to go to the bathroom. I come back immediately right back to that topic. And I'm like, oh, fuck my life. Like, this is going to be the worst fucking date ever. Not to mention that he is talking subjects that I don't want to talk about, but he also has a lisp slash slur. So, and I'm not being discriminatory against people who have lisps and slurs. It's just that I'm a little bit shallow and I, I will fully admit that like I am very like not okay with it. I don't think I could, I'd have to have a very serious attraction to somebody in order for me to be able to like handle that. Like I feel sorry for people and I'm not saying that it makes you any less of a person or anything like that. I just personally myself prefer people to not have lisps and stuff. Um, sorry if I offend anybody by saying that. I'm not trying to. That's just my personal preference. So moving forward, I noticed that he is like a pretty prominent lisp slash slur. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And I'm kind of like having anxiety because I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to be mean and be like, hey, like, I don't want to go on the second part of the date, which is mini golf. We finish off the pitcher of sangria, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm not having fun. How do I get out of it? And he immediately orders a second one. So I'm like, okay, well, like, free liquor. So, like, are we are we really doing anything bad here, Jazz? Yes. Yes, we were. 
Uh, finished the second picture of Sangria. I kind of zoned him out. I honestly don't think I said more than like a sentence and a half. We finally decide that it's done. We're going to go to mini golf. We get in our car separately, drive to mini golf. That's how you know that I don't like you is when I make you like drive separate vehicles to the places if we have multiple things planned for this date. Anyways, so we finally get to mini golf. Um, we were having a pretty okay time up until the fourth hole. And I distinctively remember it was the fourth hole because he started throwing a temper tantrum. I got it in in two putts. He got it in in 16 and a half. Except for I think he just scratched and was like, fuck it, after the 16th and a half one. And then he started like hitting the putter everywhere. He was swearing. There were kids everywhere. It was a beautiful day. Families, just like peaceful. And there's this fucking guy who looks evil, just like slamming his putter around, like swearing. And he can't swear correctly. So then everybody's like laughing and like yelling at him to stop swearing. And then we almost got kicked out. Uh, so we did eventually get to finishing the whole thing, which was cool. Um... Then after that, I'm like, okay, thank fuck, I can probably get away. And I, the entire time that I was at the mini golf course, I was trying to convince people to come pick me up because I was not having a good time. Uh, so once it was done, I'm like, okay, like, got to speed along, like, the goodbye because I don't want to kiss him. I want to get in my car and drive the fuck home. He goes to me. He goes, so Thirsty Scholar is having, like, half-off beer tonight. I'm like, fuck, I love beer. I love Thirsty Scholar. Thirsty Scholar is my favorite place. So we end up going there. On the way there, I'm driving again, once by myself, and I'm like, okay, I need to tell him that this is not working out. What do I do? So I get there. We get seated. We have a beer. I chug mine right away, and I'm like, so what constitutes as a bad date to you? And he goes, somebody who doesn't let the other person talk. So him. Somebody who only talks about themselves. So him. Somebody that doesn't listen to what the other person's asking. So him. Finally, I'm like, okay. I was like, I have, I've, like, enjoyed talking to you. I'm going to head out. Like, have a good night. I, like immediately run up, pay my bill, and I peace out. Like, I go to get in my car. He runs out after me. I get in my car. I just, like, <laughs> lock my doors, and I just, like, roll my car the fuck out of that parking lot. I'm so far gone. I immediately call my friend. I'm like, oh, my God, that was the worst date that I've ever been on. This guy was super fucking obnoxious, like, looked like evil Einstein, just, like, was not for me. I don't even make it back into my apartment door, which is about a five-minute drive. And this motherfucker texts me, and he's like, so, second date, me wearing a kilt, and us doing karaoke. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> so I text him no, and then I blocked him. And that was my, that was my first worst date. It was awful. And you kind of had to be there to, like, actually get, like, the sense of, like, how awful it really was. But it was awful, you guys. I'm telling you, it was awful. I hope this episode was entertaining. I will see you guys all next week. I may or may not have a friend coming on. Uh, depends on the quality of the audio just due to COVID. I don't want people in my house. Um, so yeah, I will see you guys all next Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed my embarrassing stories. Bye.